0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. We're in the middle of a series. If you're here for the first time, we've been doing a series called Think, and uh, it's based around Proverbs 23, verse 7 from the New King James, which says, as a man thinks or a woman thinks in his heart or her heart, so he or she is. We are looking at this idea that our thoughts really determine the direction that our lives take. Amen? And we're looking at this whole idea of um, retraining ourselves in many ways to think the way that God thinks so that we can live the life that God wants and see His blessing in our lives. So today, um, I want to talk about this idea of becoming our best self everybody say best self very good um and i'm talking very much about this idea of how you and i think about ourselves how do you think about yourself and how do the thoughts that you have about yourself affect the impact that you have And the direction that your life is taking you can understand the thoughts that you have about yourself are so important amen and so I want to talk today and I want to use uh, that word best you know I like to do acrostics so I'm going to use the four letters from the word best to help us try and remember some things that are going to help us to have the impact that God purposed for us and to walk the direction and the path that God has purposed for us. And I'd like to look um, at Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12. Um, and so, I, if you could put verse 1 up for me, that would be great. Thanks, Mal. We're going to start with the first word. Right? are you ready? Therefore. Okay. Now, when you see the word therefore, you have to ask yourself the question... What's it there for? Okay, so it's helpful for us as we get going today just to set the stage a little bit and create a context for what I'm going to be talking about to follow on. So we're just going to go to the previous chapter very quickly, to uh, Romans chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 33, and Paul writes there, Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? And for him, sorry, for from him and through him and for him are all things." To him be glory forever. Basically, Paul is raving about God. How many of you know it's good to rave about the goodness of God? Amen? Paul is reflecting, if you will, on what he's learnt of God. Things that he's learnt. That God is infinitely wise. That God is infinitely just. That God is infinitely generous. Those are three little summary phrases that kind of describe what we've just read together. That God is infinitely wise, that He's infinitely just, that He's infinitely jealous. I mean, how awesome is God? Amen? And then verse 36 is a verse that stands out for me, and I want you to get this today because this, this is a verse that is packed full of about four sermons, okay? But I'm not going to preach them all today, I promise. Verse 36, listen now, four From him and through him and for him are all things. I'm going to say that again. Just let that sink in. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen? My first point today is a B word. And it simply is, you belong. I'm going to say that again. You and I belong. And I want to just unpack that a little bit as we look at that verse, verse 36. The Bible, Paul is basically saying that everything, look around you. Everything that your eyes can see, even the things that they cannot see, from God he made it all he is the author of it all not only is he the author of that that story he's the one that it all came through he's the one who made it all he had the idea and he made it amen what is it all for it's all for his glory from him Through him and for him are all things. I want to tell you today, you belong. God, let me try and say this a different way. Before you even existed as an imagination in your parents' minds, God came up with the idea of you. I'm not talking about the human race. I'm talking about Joe. He came up with the idea of you. I'm talking about Sue and David and James. Every single one of us, God didn't see a sea of humanity. He saw each individual. He came up with the idea of you. And when he had the idea of you, he breathed life into you. The fact that you're sat here today, that your heart is beating, that your lungs are sucking in air and breathing it out, that your mind is functioning, is the fact that you have living, life-giving force from God. You are not the result of just simple biology. You know when a child is born and it takes that first breath, that's a gift from the Lord. The fact that you're alive today is because God is giving you life. So he thought about you ions ago. Eons, how do you say it? And when it came time, he fashioned you and he breathed life into your body. And before he breathed life into your body, he traced every single day of your life. Before conception took place, he had it all mapped out. I want you to understand today that you aren't the result of something crawling out of a pond, okay? I want you to understand today that your life is not a matter of whatever will be, will be. God purposed you. You have a place in this world, and you belong, amen? There's a reason for you. There's purpose and potential wrapped up in your life today. For from him and through him and for him are you. You belong. You belong. You have a place. You have a place in this world because God has purposed it for you. I hope that leaves you feeling value within yourself today amen because some of us struggle with self-worth some of us here today might not have a relationship with this god that i'm talking about but you've asked the questions what is the point of it all why am i here am i just random it's such an important point to understand if you want to have an impact and if you want to find real direction in life Otherwise, you wander around just making it up as you go along. Amen? You belong today. And so basically, when we talk about the word therefore, this is the therefore. Amen? Because God is so infinitely wise and so infinitely just and so infinitely generous and because everything in all the universe exists because of his greatness, therefore, Let's read on together, verse 1 of chapter 12. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This, this is your true and proper worship. This is your natural response to, to the kindness and the mercy and the goodness and the justice and the generosity of God. We're looking at the second word today, E, everything. Offer him everything. When you know whose you are, you know where you came from, your natural response is to say, I'm yours. I'm for you, God. The reason I exist Is for your glory in the earth that is the most natural response what am I here for for the glory of God you could not be any more valuable and full of worth if you tried God has purposed it for you your response today is so important to that fact Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your true and proper worship he goes on in verse 2 to say do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind we're talking about renewing our thinking thinking better right Uh, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you know what the world's pattern of thinking is? That God is saying, right, we've set the stage now with therefore. He's saying, offer everything. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, living your days for the glory of God. And then he goes on to say, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. Do you know what the pattern of the world is? It's this mindset that is being instilled left, right, and center all around us that you crawled out of a pond, that over time you evolved to be so intelligent. You didn't have a creator, right? And as a result, you get to be your own God. You get to live as if you are the focus of life itself, Look out in the world and you'll see this mentality playing out. People living for themselves, moving the boundaries, changing the rules, swaying from one philosophy to another. They have no idea. They are making the best of the little that they have. They've become the captain of their own story. That's the pattern of the world. But God says that's not true. And we need to be renewed in the pattern of our thinking. Amen? We need to transform the way that we think because if we think like the world, we will never have the impact that God purposed for us. We will never find the direction that God has for us. We need To be transformed it's as we begin to allow our minds to be transformed to think how God thinks to understand God's truth what is true 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 then as we engage in that process by responding by giving everything that we are we begin to understand as the Bible says there is good pleasing and perfect will your response is the key how will I respond to this information today will I humble myself and say God yes I believe that you made me that I'm here today that I belong because you breathe life into me that my life is full of purpose and the purpose is directed by you I want to engage in that process God I want to find out what that means what my life is supposed to be about I want to live for you I want to impact the world for your glory When you start to engage and think like that the bible says you'll begin to discover god's good pleasing and perfect will he's not going to strong arm you into something that you don't want but you have to humble yourself and as you humble your heart you begin to find i love this i've never felt more alive i've never known so much purpose or direction for my life suddenly you see the world in color instead of monochrome. And your life is packed with vitality. That's how it works. That's how it works. So we've talked about you belong today. We've talked about that God is calling us to offer everything of ourselves. Let's read on together. Paul says in verse three, for by the grace given me I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. My third word today is the word sober. Say sober. Sober judgment. So Paul says there, first of all, and we're going to take a little bit of time to unpack this. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. How many of you think the world the world is full of people who think more highly of themselves than they should? The reason is because they think they're the God of their own universe. Okay? But actually, Paul is saying, no, stop thinking of yourself. Like that, When it talks about thinking of yourself more highly, it's basically saying you're not full of yourself necessarily, although I think that's one of them. It's saying you are thinking of yourself, you have this opinion of yourself that falls outside of the boundaries of who God says you are so however you act outside or however you think or have an opinion outside of the boundaries that god has established for your identity you're having an opinion of yourself that is higher than you should it's for false opinion of yourself right so three big ways that i think that we think more highly of ourselves than we should number one We have a superior attitude right we have this idea of entitlement we think more about us we think more of ourselves I should say than we ought to do you understand what I'm trying to say so how would this play out Um, no I don't need God thanks I'm quite fine Christianity that's just a crutch that's pride amen I'm okay thanks I'm fine. I don't have any issues. I'm 100%. How false could that be? But people believe it. The second opinion that people have of themselves, that's false. They think too little of themselves. No. God wouldn't accept me. Not with the things that I've done. I don't deserve it. I'm not gonna put my hand up I'm not gonna pray any prayer I'm not gonna give my life to Jesus because he won't accept me or you're thinking if I do that he's just gonna make a fool of me yes what is that it's pride again pride says no I don't need it pride says no I'm good and I'm not good enough the third area where we think outside of the boundaries of what God has for us we just think of ourselves too often amen we keep just putting ourselves first we're the most important character in the story it's all about me and what i want and what i don't want yes we ask for people to get involved maybe this is one illustration no there's other people that can do it i've got other things i need to do someone has a need that you know I don't really have time someone has a need that you can help alleviate no this is my stuff it's my money I work hard for this I've got big bills to pay myself and some of them are great answers but if you boil it all down it's all about me so the Bible says don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to stop having a false opinion of yourself that falls outside of the boundaries of what God is calling you to. And think of yourself with sober judgment. You know, I'm proud to say I have never been drunk in my life. And I think people will be amazed at a statement like that these days. But I have good reasons. One of the reasons is when you're under the influence of alcohol, you do stupid stuff. Amen? You believe stupid stuff. Let's just call it what it is, right? When you're sober, the Bible is talking about the fact that you're in your right mind, that you're on an even plane, that you've got a full awareness. And this is what God is calling us to, you know, You need to live aware of what's going on around you. Otherwise, you just follow along. You just follow the pattern of the world. But God is calling us to have sober judgment about ourselves. Moderated is what that means. A moderated judgment. Now, my understanding of the word moderated is there's an outside influence that is helping me to stop going too high or too low or going in areas that I shouldn't be going. Amen? If there's no external point of reference, wherever I go, I go, that's where I go. But God is saying, no, there's an external point of reference for you to help you to live with sober judgment. So I want to talk about that now. It's my last point today. It's the word together. Because we're trying to answer this question How can I prevent myself from falling into the trap of thinking more highly of myself than I should? How can I live with sober judgment? How can I stay in the plan and purpose that God has for me? How can I find a way to flourish and to grow as a person? How can I be challenged? when I'm off kilter amen we have to have outside influences in our lives and the word I'm talking about right now is this idea that we are better together amen Um, Paul carries on in verse 4 he says for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function So in Christ, though many, we form one body, and each member, listen now, what does that next word say? Each member? Say it again. Look around you now. Just take a moment and look at the people in this room. The Bible says you belong to them, and they belong to you. It's mutual. It's reciprocal it's not you're the slave of everybody it's we need each other if I cut my arm off I'm one-handed if I cut my legs off I'm going nowhere I need every member of my body to function completely you belong together you belong to God and you belong to his family How am I going to grow as a believer? How am I going to make sure that my thoughts and my understanding of myself stay on track? How am I going to have the impact that God has rammed my life full of, the potential released, glory coming to God? How am I going to do that? Not by living in solitude in your own way, but connected in to the family of God. You might be here today... And I know that there'll be people here today. And church for you simply means I show up at half past 10 or quarter to 11 on a Sunday for some of us. I spend time at church and then I go home until next Sunday. And I want to say that is a great place to start. Amen. But if you stay there... You are missing the glory of the church. Some of you will be here and you're like, I've been in some of those churches you're talking about and I got badly hurt. So I just hold everyone at arm's length. All I can say is, yes, that does happen in church and I'm really sorry for you, but part of growing as an individual is learning how to overcome those things We don't grow by running away. We grow by interacting in a godly way as adults. Amen? Church can be awesome. And church can be rubbish. You know when you fall out with someone at church? What mostly happens is one of those two people disappears. And they go and find a better church. Only to find... And after a while, it happens again. So many of you are here at Lighthouse Church, but I know you used to go to another church. And I don't know why you left. Some of you emigrated here, if you will, but others of you got tired of your church or tired of a relationship or you fell out and you migrated. And I can understand that. But I want to tell you, if you let your story end like that, you've missed something out. Amen. God's put us in a family. You know, families, sometimes, they're the kind of people you love to hate. But we need them. And what I'm saying to you today is, this body of people, when you get to the point and you say, I want to put my roots down, I want to say that Lighthouse Church is my church, be prepared For the good times and the bad times don't be the kind of person who stays for the good times and leaves in the bad times because life is that's not real life and actually God is trying to teach you something he's trying to teach you how to get along with other people because you need them you might be able to run faster without them but you won't go further without them amen why Am I talking about this whole idea that we belong together Paul expands on this and I don't want to talk about it in length but if you read it please go home and read the few verses that follow and he talks about gifts do you know that as well as your natural talents God has put a spiritual thing inside of you at least one it's called a gift it's a spiritual supernatural ability that only comes because the Spirit of God lives in you. And God has purposed you with that gift. Now, if you just attend church on a Sunday and go home and then come back next Sunday, you will never function in your gift. And so let me say, I don't believe that people are functionally involved in church. And This is my personal opinion. You might not agree with me. That's okay. People are not functionally involved in the church in a relational way unless they're involved in a life group. You only really begin to engage in the life of the church when you engage in a life group. Because Sunday is so limited. So limited in the kind of conversation that you can have. So limited in the arena of what you can offer by way of spiritual gifting how are you going to function in your spiritual gift in a church on Sunday maybe one person or two people can but not everybody community is where we operate in the gifts that God has given us I want to encourage you to discover your gifts and I want to encourage you to find a context where you can work in your gifting And one of the best places to do that is in a life group. It's great to attend on a Sunday, but please don't let that be the limit of your involvement in the life of God's body. There's the gifts. There's learning how to love people. It's easy to love people when you run away from a falling out. You just don't have to be around that person anymore. And you can deal with the nice people. But actually God is trying to grow us in love and church life in the body is a great context serving serving is so important serving in the body of the church to make Sundays happen it's not about the guy at the front who's preaching it's about all the people that contribute to make life in church happen we need you you need to be involved That's one of the most wonderful things about the fact that we are creating a second venue now in September. More of you can get involved. More of you can use your gifts. More of you can serve your brothers and sisters and learn what it is to be faithful with the things that God has given you. When it's convenient and when it's not convenient, faithfully serving with zeal and fervor, that's going to knock corners off of your life. Rough edges, you're going to grow as a human being and become a better person. Through the fire even, you're going to become a better person. And you're going to like yourself better. Not all the time, but more and more. Learning to connect emotionally with people to be able to talk about the things that you're going through and get prayer when you need it, to form a a relationship with people who can walk with you and encourage you. We belong together. Learning to be humble. Man, the world needs it. Amen? I need to learn to be more humble, and you do too. Where does that happen best? Within the body of the church when we're living for the glory of God together we change we rub off on each other amen so I hope today you can understand a little bit more about how you can be your best self God has rammed your life with purpose and potential and you know what the world is full of people who are missing it, who are not happy with themselves or with their lives, who feel lost and alone, who feel unfulfilled. I want to tell you, all of these issues can find an answer in a relationship with God and in a relationship with his family. Together. Amen? We need that. So I want to encourage you, We're going to keep talking about areas that you can be involved. Please stop thinking, oh, that room was full of people. There's so many people that will do it. They don't need me. I want to give you the opportunity to find your place and leave your mark and serve the Lord for his glory. Amen. Don't be content. God always has more for you, but it doesn't happen automatically. You have to engage in the process. You have to give and give and give. (laughs) Sounds really inviting. But if we're all doing it, we're receiving as well. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.